tell of all his wonders works. Of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Hi guys, this is Wonderful to Tell. I'm Tracy Conrad. We are so happy to bring you new and wonderful stories we hope will be uplifting and encouraging. We were recently invited to Uvalde, Texas, where we enjoyed an amazing evening of fellowship with new friends. What a lovely time sharing supper around the table and singing together in beautiful worship, followed by the great honor of listening to some wonderful stories about God's goodness. This powerful story is shared by Pastor Gilbert Limones from Uvalde, Texas. Dr. Lex Brown, who was instrumental in making the arrangements for the evening, introduced Pastor Limones to the group. Let's join in. Here's Lex. So this is uh, Pastor Gilbert Limones from Casa El Shaddai in Uvalde, Texas. And uh, he and I met through Pastor Joe Rodriguez uh, because... Uh, Pastor Joe had reached out to me wanting to know about uh, the Freedom Prayer Ministry. And so we set up a meeting, and uh, it was uh, Pastor Joe, Pastor Gilbert, and Pastor Joe's wife, Teresa. Teresa, yes. And, um, and we had a wonderful time of, of sharing and fellowship, and the Holy Spirit was there. Like man, yes. And um, it was really, really neat. And probably one of the neatest things for me during that meeting was when you mentioned that the, the church in Mexico, the name was Cristo Rompe Las, Las Cadenas, yes. which means Christ Breaks the Chains. Yes. And, um, and on the front of the Freedom Tools book is a chain that is broken. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was really, you know, like uh, Walter was just talking about a sign, you know, it was kind of like the Lord saying, yes. Uh, this is what I want to do. I want my church to be free. Amen. And so since then, we've been um, chatting back and forth and looking at how we would proceed with this. And then Pastor Gilbert agreed to tell his story. Amen. Tonight. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, as, a, as you said, my name is Gilbert Limones, and I want to just kind of uh, give you a little bit of uh, about an encounter that I, a true encounter that I had with Christ. Um, I also came from Houston. Uh, I actually lived in, in Sugarland, and uh, I was uh, president of a bank in Houston, in the well, in the Houston market area, uh, with uh, First Victoria National Bank out of Victoria, Texas, and I headed all the way to the Corpus Christi uh, market, uh, from the Woodlands on down to uh, to uh, the to Corpus Christi, and. I think in hand in hand, this would kind of go with a little bit of my testimony, a little bit about what the, the how I had an encounter with Christ, not knowing the plans that He was already doing for me in my life. Uh, because when we don't serve Christ, we don't understand the things that happen in our life. The Bible tells us that all the bad things work for the good of God's glory, and um, m- part of my testimony is that. Uh, I lived with a gentleman, uh, and we were together for 18 years. And when I say lived, that was my partner at the time. Uh, so in other words, what I'm saying is that Christ brought me out of a homosexual uh, lifestyle. And um, what was shocking was that 
it's when he turned one day I just woke up just he just turned uh, and was very ugly towards me and called me every name in the book except the child of God you know um, and it threw me for a loop like where did this come from um, and I became very depressed um, and I became very suicidal and in my pain um, it was so horrible that I I couldn't live like I felt like I, I, I had to die <laughs> That's, that's my mentality was that death was seeking and, you know, seeking my doors. And long story short, um, I met up with this other gentleman and he said, Hey, I have something to take your pain away. And I said, What do you mean? He's here, here, try this. And so, what's that? And he said, This is crystal meth. And I said, What? It's like, I've never done drugs. And I'm like, He'll try it. I promise you. Well, that's all I took. So I tried it. And I just took me in a, dial, on a spiral downhill. Um, I retired from my job and uh, I sold my house. And I said, okay, to me, I was like, okay, I didn't want to, I'm originally from Uvalde and I didn't want to come back to Uvalde. Mm-hmm. I had too much pain there as a child. And, um, and every single time that I would come, when I came to, to Uvalde, the the drugs got worse for me um and i would drive back to houston because i wanted to go back to to houston and every single time i would go back to houston something bad would always happen and here i am coming back to valdi and uh then i moved back again to houston and this time i had no place to stay and i, I stayed at memorial park i lived in the park by myself in my car loaded with my clothing and uh, <laughs> it just takes me back just how, how wonderful God is. Even though my, my confusion, not knowing what, what God had in store for me. Um, I, I, one day I was driving back to Houston and, and I remember stopping at a roadside park and I just started, I was so angry with God and I said, you know, you say that you're loving God, but it, like, Nothing was going right in my life, like absolutely not a job. Nobody would hire me, which was kind of like I never had problems with, with you know, with a, a job. I had an outstanding resume. And um, and at that point, I tried to commit suicide. And I tried eight times to take my life. Mm-hmm. And the last time that I tried, I went to Del Rio. Um, and I... Uh, did some heavy dosage of uh, methamphetamine. I was injecting it. And I said, this is it. I'm done. And I was driving, and I went head on with another vehicle at 85 miles an hour. And not only did I just take one vehicle, I took another vehicle. But I remember the crash so vividly. And I remember when I hit the car, and it just everything was just slow motion to me. And the, the, the hood of the car turned into an accordion. And I saw it very just coming right right towards me very slowly, and until the windshield just shattered and shattered into millions and p- millions of pieces, and I blacked out, and I didn't remember anything afterwards, and I woke up inside the car, and I turned to my left, and I saw this lady running towards my vehicle. And I saw her like slow motion, like just going like, and her mouth wide open, screaming. And and I said, what is she doing? In my head, like, what is she doing? 
And then I turned to my right and then I saw the other two cars and I saw the families inside the vehicles as well. Um, and then all of a sudden I started feeling this chest pain and a, a pain that I couldn't, I couldn't breathe and I was screaming because it was so painful. And don't ask me how I got out of that vehicle <laughs> that the officer's like, who was in this car? And the lady pointed out he was. He goes, you were in that car? And I'm like, I guess. And like, and uh, absolutely nothing happened to me. Not a broken bone, not a scratch, not a cut. Absolutely nothing happened to me. And I just remember my mom, they, I was rushed to the hospital because I had no choice because of the uh, severe of the wreck. And at that point, my mom said, uh, I'm losing my son. And I remember hearing that. And so she had me committed into the mental hospital in San Antonio. And so I went into the hospital and, uh, you know, being who I am, I'm very smart and I know how to weasel my way out of it. Because <laughs> um, that, that was not a place for me. <laughs> uh, there were like cray crays in there, <laughs> that could say. <laughs> uh, and I talked my way out of it and uh, I was released uh, within the next day. And I went home and I remember a cousin telling me, she said, she said, Gilbert, she goes, you, you're always the type of person always helping someone. Let us help you. Let someone help you. And I'm like, no, I don't need nothing from you. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And then uh, I remember I went to bed that night, but I went to bed thinking, who are you? This is not who you 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 weren't raised to be this type of kid. You weren't, you know, you weren't raised to do drugs and what's happening. And I woke up the next day, and I called my cousin. Actually, no, sorry, I didn't call her. I texted her. I said, uh, I said, hey, just just out of curiosity, is that is the offer still on the table? And instead of texting her, texting me back, she called me. And she says, what are you talking about? I said, when you offered me to go, you know, that I need some help. I said, uh, now I'm crying out. I need help. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, this is amazing. She goes, I'm just driving into Uvalde. <laughs> and so she said, let me make some phone calls and I'll call you right back. And sure enough, she found a place out in Eagle Pass. And she took me in. And at that time... She brought me a book from Joel Osteen. And I was so angered with the world and so angered with life. So I had I didn't want to do nothing with anyone. Not even when I was in rehab did I did I want to deal with anyone. And I slept for about four days straight because I was so tired. And then I woke up and I just remember sitting down in the living room and I started opening that book. I said, oh, let me pass some time here. And I started reading the book, and it's just touching me and touching me. And, um, and it spoke almost like it was my life, like what this book was talking about, you know, the, the pain that we, that we um, have in life, you know. And, um, well, long story short, I stayed there for a month. Um, and I came out, <laughs> and I went home. And I was in my bedroom and I was resting and my mom was in the living room. It's just like my bedroom's like this and my the living room's on this side and it's my mom. She stayed with me in my house and she's like, and I was watching TV and all of a sudden I heard this voice said, son, 
And I'm, mom? I said, I'm, did you call me? Like, mom? And no response, no nothing. And I heard that voice again, and I said, son. And I said, mom? And then the third time came again. But this time I heard the voice said, my son. And the TV went off. And all of a sudden, the silhouette of a woman um, comes on the TV. And the voice said, this is going to be your wife. And I said, what? I said, how could that be? I don't even, my response was, I don't even bat for that team. What are you talking about? And that silhouette of that woman went away and then, Silhouetted some kids came on. And he said, These will be your children. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just like ascended up in, into the air. But it was pitch dark. But there was a bright light that was shining down. A, just, it was a big bright light shining down like this. And it was a big platform. And in that platform was, I could see someone talking. And as I'm seeing someone talking, I'm like, Who is that? And I just remember descending and I'm looking and I'm just looking at this person. I'm like, like, I'm I, like, I can figure this person out. Like I, I write when I'm thinking who it is. And it's like, but what caught my attention that took my eyes off of that individual was the people. It was just a large crowd and it was a big auditorium. And I said, who are these people? Like, what's going on here? And I'm just remember. And then I, I remember looking back down. I saw the person. This time I got closer. And the closer I got, I said, that's me. And then I heard the voice said, I'm going to use you. And many will come to my feet because of you. Amen. <clears throat> and that was the end of that one. And then I called the cousin who is a Christian. And I said, Cousin Paula said, um, I said, and she lives up in the in, in the uh, Fort Boy, Fort, uh, Dallas area. Uh, her and her husband Chris Macon, they're they're Christians, and and I said, I I said I don't know how to explain this. I said, uh, I said, but just the weirdest thing just happened to me, and so I told her, and she just began to cry and she began to scream. She said, she said, cousin Gilbert, she goes, God has called you, your time has come, yes. and she said, I need you to do me a favor. She goes, tomorrow Sunday. Get dressed and go to church. And so I did. <laughs> but which church was I going to? I didn't know. The only church I knew was the Catholic church. But I didn't feel like that was the right church for me. <clears throat> and, and I remember seeing that there was a church on the right on my right side of my house. And I drove the car. And the car wouldn't go that direction. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and the car wouldn't go. And it was, I remember it was a Church of Christ church, and, but it wouldn't go that way. And then, so I said, okay, so I'll make a left. And I made a left, and then all of a sudden I heard a voice that goes right here. And so I went to that church. And it was a, a full gospel church, um, filled, spirit-filled. And, and I'll never forget, I still have a picture where I was sitting in the chair. And I was just like, and I just took a picture of the platform. It's like, I don't know what's about to happen. But uh, here I am. And I just remember um, the sermon was, went on, and then I just remember the pastor said, um, anyone here want to accept Christ? I'm like, what are you talking about? Accept Christ. And that's so when you accept the Lord. And he gave some scriptures, you know, that the only way to heaven is through, through Jesus Christ. And, uh, and if you want to repent of your sins. And, and so I said, okay, that's me. <laughs> so I went to did the altar call. 
And I'll never forget it. And I just said, Lord, um, if you're the God that people say you are, I said, you, need, you need to change me. I can't do this on my own. I'm tired. And, um, well, lo and behold, God changed me overnight. Amen. Amen. I grew up with his mentality that God created me that way. Amen. And I'll never forget reading the word of God. And the next day I was just so, you know, you get this hunger for the word of God. Yeah. You get this hunger, like, because you know something real happened. Something was just so, so, so. And I said, Lord, will they say that? Gays won't inherit, inherit the kingdom of heaven. So I said, please help me understand this. And I opened up the Bible, and it opened up to Leviticus 18.22, where it says, A man shall not lay with another man as he would with a woman, for that's an abomination. Mm-hmm. And this bell went off. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, then I've had, it, I've had this all wrong. You didn't create me this way. So what do I do now? And the Lord, and I remember the voice said, just follow me. Just follow me. Well, um, <laughs> I'll mark up to this day. Um, I would not leave my pastor. <laughs> um, I was with him practically almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And every day I would wake up and I had a list of questions. And I was just, okay, but I need to help. That. Uh, help me understand this, this part. Help me understand this. And I'm just hearing, I'm just hearing. Oh, well, thank you. And I'm just hearing. And, and, and next thing I know, um, within a week, uh, the Lord really did a transformation in my life. My mentality was that of a woman. Um, my attributes, my mannerisms, everything about me was very feminine. Uh, in other words, I was like way out there, <laughs> if, I, if that's the right thing to say. Um, and the Lord did, did a number in my life. My voice changed because I had a high-pitched voice. Um, wow. I, my body was shaped as, as a woman. <laughs> was, um, and I never dressed like one, but I was... That's how I acted. And the Lord just did a number. Well, um, I was going to Bible school. And um, in Bible school, I, we, I went started taking a prophetic class. And that's where I met my wife, <laughs> who I now my wife. And just like the Lord has showed me, um, I have a wonderful wife. My wife um, has, served, has been serving Christ now 33 years. And I will never forget when I met my wife and I, we started talking. And uh, I was so afraid because I didn't understand what was going to come forward. I, and I said I was never going to love ever someone again because if that was, was love. I want no part of love anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I gave my wife every out in the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gave her every excuse of why she didn't want to marry me. And I laid it all on the table. And my wife just turned around and she looked at me. She goes, I don't care anything about your past, to be honest with you. I don't care what you did. I don't care. This is, you know, what I, what matters to me more is that I, I grab onto the promises of my father. Mm-hmm. And um, when she said that, it just blew my mind, you know. And my wife is my everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is, uh, I think I was sharing this with some, some pastors this weekend. I said, 
one of the biggest things that just awestrucks me is the fact that I can wait, I can be asleep, and my wife, nothing more beautiful than waking up, that your wife is right by your head headrest, and she's on her knees and she's praying over you. And that woman's a warrior. Amen. You know, we have three boys. <laughs> and I have the ministry just like God said. When Lex told me that Pastor Gilbert Lamones from Uvalde, Texas, wanted to share his story, in my mind, I thought it would be about the tragedy that struck his community last summer, but was surprised when instead he chose to share his own very personal story of being saved by our Lord. His story illustrates the brokenness and need we all have for freedom in Christ. In fact, the ministry both Lex and Gilbert are involved in is called Freedom Prayer, which is a wonderful personal prayer ministry based on biblical principles. In our world today, the need for this kind of freedom is great. To learn more about Freedom Prayer and Pastor Lamones, please visit our website at wonderfultotell.com. There you can find links to their website and learn more about all our wonderful guests. Thanks for listening.